Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday. And that means phone calls. Always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw, you liked, you didn't like. Operator Tyler's standing by. Fritzy's here. Seaton's here. Marvin, Paulie, yours truly. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle DP show. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz. It's innovation. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQS. Play of the day poll question. Stat of the day. Mad Dog Russo will join us coming up in a little bit. Paulie, who is hell-bent on getting Shohei Otani traded, is now wondering if maybe there's a different philosophy that the Angels should have approaching the trade deadline. We'll see if Chris Mad Dog Russo, who works for MLB Network, will agree with Paulie on what the Angels should do. Shohei Otani homered last night, although the Angels lost to the Astros. All right. Um, big football news. DeAndre Hopkins, it was between the Patriots and the Titans. And here's a guy who's had six 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And that's an impressive resume. The Titans, the eventual winner of the sweepstakes. And the way Tennessee's roster is construct, uh, constructed here, I guess the Titans make sense because he would be their best receiver. In 2021, Julio Jones was in Tennessee. And Jones, a two-time All-Pro with Atlanta, and uh, didn't do well there, posted just under 500 receiving yards in his lone season. The Titans have also experimented with Randy Moss and Andre Johnson, Robert Woods, those four receivers combined for 19 total touchdowns and uh, a 1,000-yard season, but all four failed to reach that number in Tennessee. So they combined for 19 total 1,000-yard seasons, but they didn't get that in Tennessee. And now you have a 31-year-old DeAndre Hopkins who's battled injuries, and this is a run-first offense here. The thing that I don't understand is the New England Patriots because you got a good defense. They were a top-10 defense. You have nothing on offense. You're not even sure of your quarterback. And is Mac Jones, you know, right-handed Tua Tonga-Vailoa? I don't know, but Tua certainly has a lot of toys to play with. If I 
put Tua in New England and Mac Jones in Miami, you would probably see Mac Jones be a very good quarterback. But he doesn't have anything to work with. You know, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. If you're going to bring in a young quarterback, then give him something to work with. He's not that good to do it on his own. Josh Allen could do it on his own for a little while in Buffalo, but you went out and got Stephon Diggs there. They still need to give him a little bit more help, maybe at the running back position, but you're asking these young quarterbacks to come in and play right away. Well, the reason why you were able to draft them was because you weren't very good. It's like the Texans. You know, C.J. Stroud. I don't know how good he's going to be. What kind of weapons does he have around him? Uh, you know, look at the Bears. Look at other, you know, Carolina, that situation. Are you going to have weapons around these young quarterbacks? And Mac Jones is probably going, can we get Dalvin Cook? Can we get DeAndre? Can we get both? How about you spend some money? And it goes back to, I thought Belichick a couple of weeks ago was inferring that Robert Kraft was not spending money and that Maybe the owner needed to spend money, and then I think Robert Kraft kind of countered and said, no, no, money is not going to be an issue that we're going to go out and you know get who we need to get. Well, you got a quarterback on a rookie deal. Take advantage of that, and you're not. It's not like you brought in Kirk Cousins and you're you know, spending $35, $40 million on your quarterback. This is what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. You were able to keep your defensive players, offensive players. You had a rookie deal with your quarterback. New England hasn't taken advantage of that. And that is a faceless team. When your coach is the face of the team, you have a faceless team. Are you tuning in to watch the Patriots play? And the answer is no. It used to be that you wanted them on Sunday night football or Monday night. Well, you had Tom Brady there. And Tom Brady made it work with some guys that probably weren't household names, but they became household names because they were in prime time and Brady and company performed at an elite level. I don't know if Mac Jones is a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I do know if I put him on Miami, Mac Jones will put up some pretty good numbers. It's the same thing with Tua. Put these guys on different teams. You know, Patrick Mahomes went to the perfect situation. He had talent there. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame tight end. Tyree Kill. That helps the development. But if you're in Chicago and you look around, you go, who am I throwing it to? Nobody, I'm going to run. And then we wonder, why do, why do they run the ball so much? Well, because they have to. You're scrambling constantly there. But I, I, I just thought it was a missed opportunity. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins can play at an elite level anymore. Certainly banged up. There were whispers that, uh, you know, can't separate from anybody. He's got great hands. Okay, he got great hands. But, uh, you know, are you going to be open? Now you got Ryan Tannehill. How long is Tannehill going to be in there? You know, you're going to go to Will Levis at, at some point. If you go to Will Levis, that means Tannehill probably hasn't done his job. Therefore, DeAndre Hopkins is not going to get $3 million in incentives. I'm still surprised they allow this where if you get to X number of catches, then after that you're going to get this bonus. you imagine the conversation you're going to have in the huddle? Late in the season, week 16, week 17, man, you got to get me the ball, man. You're costing me $300,000. Yeah, but we got to run the foot. No, I need my touches. We're up 10. we got to run the football. we got to run that thing. Yeah, but just get me, get me my touches here. you imagine the owner who's watching probably saying to the coach, 
run the ball. Run the ball. No need to throw the ball. Not in a situation like this. I don't like these incentive-laden contracts here. They would make me nervous as a head coach or a quarterback. I mean, quarterbacks have these things, too. Hey, uh, we're going to run the... uh, You know, I'm probably going to check that at the line of scrimmage there, coach. But DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans? Yeah, okay. Dalvin Cook still on the outside looking in, and that's about all that's uh, going on as teams get ready to report to camp this week. Yes, Paul? Are you guys lightly fascinated by the AFC South? Texans are going to have a rookie quarterback. The Colts, eventually, at some point in the season, rookie quarterback. Titans, you would think, unless they start hot. They were very good last year, the first half of the season, the Titans. They'll go to a rookie quarterback, and the Jaguars should be able to take advantage of this. They were, you know, as they say, trending upward last year, the Jaguars. And now they're going to maybe be facing, in the back half of the season, three rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, the Jags are the team to beat. And I think that you saw with Trevor Lawrence make that, you know, that jump that you want to see with every quarterback who's on the verge of being great. He made that that uh, that leap, and that's what you're going to look for. Is Tua going to stay healthy? You know, in in a very competitive AFC East, uh, does Buffalo have enough offense there? New England does it. I mean, you know, the Jets we know are going to be good. You just start to look and handicap these divisions. Say who improved, who spent money. The Texans might be a couple of years away if D'Amico Ryans turns out to be a great head coach and they guessed right and C.J. Stroud is better than Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Uh, Is Carolina going to be great? How long before they're going to be competitive? Very good. Uh, Certainly with what we mentioned with the AFC South, I don't know what the Colts are. I thought the Colts were on the verge last year. They sort of had everybody, and it just didn't work out. You know, when when you lose seven straight at the end of the season, uh, and then, you know, the Titans, Titans got a great coach in Mike Vrabel. Ryan Tannehill, you know, on the uh, downside, back end of his career. I mean, this is a team that went out and drafted Malik Willis. I don't even know if he makes the roster this year. Right? How crazy is that? And now Will Levis, he looks like a quarterback. He looks like an actor who plays a quarterback in a movie. <laughs> Jacked. Yeah, he does. But I, I don't know you know, when he gets to play, and uh, they must not think that much about their starting quarterback situation right now. If you're going to draft Will Levis, yes, Eden. But, right, if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you want Ryan Tannehill to be your quarterback at the end of the year. Yes, because that means he's had a good year. That means he's had a good yeah. year. But if they switch, that means things aren't going well. That means you're, you're not getting the ball. By the way, Tyree Kill, the Dolphins wide receiver, on his own podcast, uh, it needed to be said is the name of it, that he is going to have a big year this year. I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. Y'all heard him. He just checking stuff off his bucket list. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get, bro, before I leave this league. And, and y'all think the cheater going to leave without doing something he promised himself he going to do as a, as a jit? I got y'all, baby. 2,000 yards and another Super Bowl. We getting that. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. Is that Kevin Hart? It certainly sounded like him. Uh, give me a little bit of uh, Tyreek again. I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. Y'all heard him. He just checking stuff off his bucket list. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get, bro, before I leave this league. Sounds like Kevin Hart there. All right, 2,000 receiving yards. Megatron in 16 games was on the doorstep. Uh, Cooper Cup in 17 games was on the doorstep. 
I mean, I think he had 1,700 yards last year. Can he do it? Yeah. Like, that seems more feasible than the Dolphins are going to win the uh, Super Bowl. But, yeah, I, I don't rule it out. I don't know who was saying, you know, can you do that? And then he's going... On my podcast, it you know it has to be said, needs to be said. I'm going to get 2,000 yards. Okay, well, he answered that question. I don't know if anybody had the question, but he gave you an answer. Yeah, Paul. I've got the list of most yards per game in a season, which some people play 10 games, 11 games. Remember Josh Gordon, the wide receiver? His second year in the league with Cleveland, with not a superstar quarterback, in 14 games he had 646 yards, 117 a game. In the modern era, that's the best. Uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson had 122.8, his best year. And that's fourth all-time. The best all-time was Wes Chandler from the Chargers. He had 129 yards a game, but he only played eight games that year. Mm. But modern day, it's like guys like Michael Thomas, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup. Yeah, but it, it, it's almost like you should get to 1,500 yards. If you're an elite receiver, you're going to get to 1,500 yards. You're going to get to... 100 catches or close to it. If you're a running back who is considered a very good running back, you should get to 1,000 yards. What are you getting, 60 yards per game? You should be able to do that. Now with 17, less than that. So you're getting, what, 50 yards per game? The great running backs would have that in a quarter. Now I know the game has changed, but you know when we look at, oh, man, he had 1,000 yards. Okay, Shouldn't be that difficult. Wide receivers, 1,500 yards. Okay. A little more challenging there. You know, you have to get 100 yards, you know, a little less than 100 yards per game. But everybody's throwing the ball. And Tyreek Hill, you got, you know, Jalen Waddle there. So you're going to share a little bit of time. Who's their tight end? Not Jusecki. Uh Didn't they... Bring in somebody else, or did they draft a tight end for some reason? I thought the Dolphins. We'll see if we can get some of our best people in there. Uh, did have my Dolphin Derm Smythe on the Dolphins depth chart? I don't know who Derm Smythe is. <laughs> I don't know. I might be making that up. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins depth chart. <laughs> Are you besmirching Durham Smythe? No, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm besmithing him, besmirching him. Yeah, he's got 15 catches in his career. Oh, well, that means more for Tyreek Hill. More to come. More for Tyreek Hill. He went to Notre Dame. Apparently. He did? Durham Smythe went to Notre Dame. Well, didn't they just have the, uh, who's that, uh, Mike? He told uh, the, Meyer. Mike Meyer, the uh, oh, yeah. Notre Dame tight end. 28 receptions uh, for 381 receiving yards. In his career at Notre Dame? In four years at Notre Dame. In four yeah. years? Six receiving touchdowns in four years. Yeah. Okay. Breakout year. And no place to go but up. Yeah. All right. Uh, stat of the day is always <laughs> brought to you by Penny. Wild. Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. For some reason, I thought they replaced Jusecki. But, uh, well, they, I guess they did. But the Durham Smythe era. Durham Smythe. How do you spell his first name? Like Durham, like the Durham Bulls. Oh, Durham. Yeah, Durham I thought Smythe. you said Dern. And that, he did that in four years, and now he's a millionaire. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to phone calls, as always. And, uh, How about that? We'll come up with our poll question as well. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Yes, this is a Taylor Swift hoodie that I have on today. I have not gone to oh. see Tate. 
Wait, are you allowed to wear it if you haven't gone? I would, the Swifties. Well, it was a gift at oh. Christmas. Yeah, be careful with the Swifties. No, I think they would respect that. I they're not watching this show, by the way. I'm a little envious of your hoodie. I gotta admit. Well, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous. Have you seen the back of it? Yeah, yeah dude, it's dope. It's a great hoodie. Yeah, I thought about buying it. It looks pretty good. It's it's a great hoodie. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like a little foam. It's like, is this sea foam? Paulie, you're great on colors. Oh, that's a pale sea foam, yeah. Pale sea foam. <laughs> a <laughs> muted sea foam? <laughs> no, I'd love to see her. I don't want the hassle of going to see her. It's a bit minty. Your, your, oh, your I'm hoodie. minty? Yeah. Minty fresh? Yep. I would go to that show, though. I would go to I it. I definitely would. Definitely. Yeah. It seems awesome. No, I think she's she's big deal, man. Yeah. Okay, Beyonce tickets? Or Taylor Swift tickets. Why can't you do both? No, only one. No, you got to have a choice. Marvin, Beyonce, or Tay Tay? I know more Beyonce, so I'm going to say Beyonce. Okay. Seton? Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> this is a hell of a choice. I might. I think I'm going to go with Taylor Swift. All right. Todd? It's been called a life changing experience and seeing how crazy everyone gets there, so I'm going to go Taylor Swift. Okay. Paulie? Street cred, Taylor Swift. The kids will love it. Yeah. Right. Well, no, bring, no, no, you only get to go yourself. Oh, so my kids don't go? No, no. Then I got. I'll, I would catch a lot of heat for that. Well, no, that's you got one ticket. Oh. You're being invited. You got oh, one ticket. Man. But why can't to... we also go see Beyonce? No, that's. <laughs> why are you a buzzkill today? Come on, we're only 17 I'm, minutes. You're in. the one telling us we can only go to one. I'm, I'm trying to get us to go to both. I, I'm I less said, of a buzzkill. No, kill. we don't get to, we don't get tickets to the <laughs> other one. We're told we got. Five tickets. We can go to Beyonce. We can go to Tay Tay. Is that that Beyonce? Oh, okay. (laughs) All the the single girls. Uh, While she's married. Yeah. She's like, all you single ladies, go ahead. Yeah. Put a ring on. Yeah, but she could have another you here in a minute. As a matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. Let's take a break. We're just getting started on this show. I think we're just getting started on this show. Is that our poll question, hour I, one, if you could only have tickets to sure. one, Beyonce, T-Swiz? Tay Tay, absolutely. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Hour 2 of the program. Your phone calls always welcome. Certainly on Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. New York Giants and Saquon Barkley are on the clock. They have till 4 p.m. Eastern to agree to a long-term deal. DeAndre Hopkins says no to the Patriots, yes to the Titans, and that leaves Dalvin Cook as the other big-name free agent on the outside looking in. Kevin Hart taking the stage in Vegas for Reality Check, his first stand-up special in three years. Stream Reality Check now only on Peacock, which is where you can stream this show. You can download the app. And uh, we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country as we are approaching 400 cities that carry this program on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. Gang's all here. Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, and yours truly. Chris Mad Dog Russo, MLB Network analyst, host, will join us coming up here in a little bit. Buster Olney was on the program a couple of days ago, and he said that there is a there there's a surprise team. I don't think he even I don't think he phrased it that way or framed it that way, but he was talking about the usual suspects who would be interested in Shohei Otani. And then he goes, you know, here's a team to keep an eye on. And he said the Tampa Bay Rays. And I went, wow. They do have the farm system do they have the money for Shohei Otani? Well, Buster only works for Sunday Night Baseball. It was the Astros and the Angels. And here's Buster only talking to the Angels manager, Phil Nevin, during the game. The industry filled with all kinds of speculation, questions about whether or not the Angels will trade Otani before the deadline. What have your conversations with him been about when you've discussed that? 
really with him it hasn't come up. It's all business. We're focused on winning baseball games right now and getting back to where we were a couple weeks ago, and, and hopefully those rumors go away again. Okay, those rumors aren't going away, Phil. Not anytime soon. And I give Buster credit. You're a reporter. Not the best time, optimum time, to get Phil Nevin to answer that. Almost has to be in a situation where there's a few other people asking questions about it. And then maybe you get a little bit of an opening there, and then you could get him to discuss it. But he's got about 15 seconds to answer that. He's watching the game. And, all right, let me get rid of this question. Buster's asking it. We want to know an answer. I didn't think Phil Nevin was going to give us anything, and he certainly didn't. John Morosi, who covers the game, I think John's with uh, MLB Network, Todd, is that right? Okay. He says, uh, the Angels are now in a listening mode with Shohei Otani trade inquiries, sources say. As I reported in uh, this MLB Network segment, suitors must be prepared, prepared to offer multiple top 100-type prospects to begin the conversation. Okay, I don't know what they're in a listening mode. Are they in a trading mode is what I want to know. Yeah, I would listen. Of course I would listen. But am I going to act upon this? It sounds juicier than what it is. They're in a listening mode with Shohei Otani trade inquiries. Well, you wouldn't be doing your due diligence if you didn't listen. All right. Somebody going to offer me something crazy here? What are the opportunities that, yeah, like now can you act upon this? What's this mean? Bring me your trade proposals here? Or we're going to engage with you? So I'm not sure you're in a listening mode. Okay. I'm sure you've been in a listening mode. At least you should have been. And this is where you have to look at farm systems. Tampa Bay has a great farm system. Dodgers, great farm system. Uh, How's San Francisco's farm system? How are the Padres or the Yankees or whoever else you want to throw in? The Rangers. Rangers got a good farm system. But you got to have a farm system, and you have to have the money. How many teams have that? Because we're talking about, and I was wondering about this. I know Artie Moreno bought the Angels for, what, a million or a billion dollars? Is that right? Uh, years ago. And they're probably worth two and a half billion dollars now. Do I want to have a... Are they worth more if you re-sign Shohei Otani at $600 million? Or is the franchise worth more if you don't have $600 million tied up in one player? They already got all $400 million tied up in uh, Mike Trout. And Anthony Rendon, they got a lot of money tied up in him. But if you want to rebuild, are you, is the franchise... He, Artie Moreno wants to sell, or at least has talked about selling the Angels. They seem to be more valuable with Shohei Otani, but not at $600 million for one guy. All it takes is Tommy John surgery. Then he's done for a year. But they're listening. They're in the listening mode. Yes, Paul. Do you think that's a piece of semantics where if Otani's agent hears this or Otani hears this, we're not shopping you. We're not actively calling anybody. We're in a listening mode if someone calls us because that's just good business. Like this, it seems like a bit of a dance that with this, whatever was leaked to John Morosi, listening mode means we're not shopping anybody. We want to sign you, but we can't prevent our phone from ringing. Yeah, you're you're in a listening mode. Okay, I mean that, that's fine. 
You should be. Yes, he... it would feel a lot more like they wanted to keep him, though, if they said we're not listening to offers. Ooh. I mean, that that's kind of how you say uh, we want to sign you is by saying we're not listening to offers rather than, yeah, we'd listen. That'd be a lie, though, if they did say that. Because if Shohei Otani's agent wants to take him to market, and I'm the Angels, if, and, and if he said or his, you know, his agent has said, we want to go to market here. Okay, if you want to go to market, then we have to entertain the idea of trading him. If you're going to put us in that situation, you know, we, we, want, to, we want to keep him here. But we have to be fiscally responsible here. Plus, here's another thing. If you're Otani and you're going to be traded for, it's like Carmelo Anthony to a lot lesser degree. But when he was, he wanted out of Denver, got a sign and trade. Well, part of that was he went to the Knicks and then they had to deplete their roster to get him. Whereas LeBron, whenever LeBron leaves, he knows, let's don't do a sign and trade because I don't want you to deplete your roster. I'm trying to win championships here. If you're going to trade Otani and Otani is going to go to a team and all of a sudden you're wiping out, let, let's say he went to Tampa Bay and you wipe out your minor league system to get him and then pay him $600 million, he might be right, right back where he was with the Angels, where maybe you, you know your team long term is not going to be threatening. Now, they're good now and they're a well run organization. The Dodgers, you're going to give up your minor league system and probably a couple of players. So you're you're going to wound your team, and then they got to spend six hundred million dollars. Now the Dodgers do spend money, so they could always try to bring in somebody or a couple of people, as they've shown you know, that they are willing to do that. The Yankees, do they have the farm system? They have the money, and this is something I'll talk to uh, Chris Russo out about. He covers baseball for MLB. Yes, Paul. Yeah, based off what you're saying, if you're Otani's agent. You would not, you'll try to stop a trade. I don't know how much power you have to stop a trade, but let's say, let's say hypothetically the Angels and the San Francisco Giants had some type of deal. The Giants can't trade away their whole farm system and good players they have now unless they got an assurance from Otani's agent that he's going to sign long term there. Then you give the full boat for him. So if the agent doesn't want that and wants to make him a free agent, he just says, I can't assure you guys of anything. And that would probably cool off the trade market. And then you get your client pure free agency, and he can join a team and see what they do in the offseason or dictate what they're going to do in the offseason. And I don't know if this is to force Otani's hand at all to say, hey, you know, we're going to listen. Like, if you don't give us any assurances, then we're going to listen here. Um, and they keep losing. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs. Trout's not back for a little while. Otani did homer again last night, but... You know, at some point, you have to draw a line in the sand to say, we're running a business here. Do I want to be known as the owner who traded away Shohei Otani? No, but I don't want to be known as the owner who didn't get anything for Shohei Otani when he decided to sign with the Dodgers. Yes, Paul. When they do the 10-part 30 for 30, the Angels part of Otani's career should be called Otani Homers in a Loss because that's the most common headline you've seen over the past few years. (laughs) Otani Homers, Angels Lose. Some of the other headlines. Wasn't that the Mike Trout story? It was. Mm-hmm. That was the Trout Sammy Sosa story as well. It was. Uh, some of the other headlines here. DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans. I have no idea what the Patriots are doing. For a bad offense and you're not improving it, defense is good. You know, what are you? Nine and seven? Ten and seven? No, not even that. Nine and eight. Eight and nine. Yeah, Seaton. 
Seems like they just didn't want to give him that kind of offer. Yeah, had, but I, I, I agree. I, do I want to spend that kind of money on DeAndre Hopkins? I don't. But they didn't do any other things to help the roster, it feels like. I mean, is Bill still going with that uh, we sold out thing? I, he did like I, yeah, five years ago. Oh, yeah. Six years ago. Yeah, we had to sell out. We sold so out. We could, you know, win championship. Yeah, sell out again, Bill. You got a good roster. You're 71. Does he put him? Well, he's not putting himself in a vulnerable position, I don't think. But, it, you know, it's 71. Let's say they're average. Let's say they're 9 and 8 or 8 and 9 the, the next two years. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, you know, do we need to make a change here? As crazy as that may sound, at some point you might get to is build the solution or build the problem. Yes, Tom. And several columns have already alluded to the fact that he's not maybe on the hot seat this year, but if at the by the end of this year, if things don't go well going into next year, it's no guarantee that they're going to just welcome him back with open arms to continue coaching. 20-year-old Carlos Alcaraz beats uh, Novak Djokovic in five sets to win his, worst Wimbl- uh, win his first Wimbledon. Uh, Messi was introduced in Miami, and uh, it was a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Huge. But I looked at the stadium and I go, man, how many people do they have there? And then Seton goes, guess how many they seat in that stadium? And I go, 50,000? He goes, no. 60,000? No. No. 70,000? No. And Seton goes, 18,000? Yes. 18,000 were there for Messi. You know what? It looked huge, yeah, and yeah. it felt huge. Yeah. And it's by far the smallest place he's ever played. <laughs> it looked massive, though. On TV, it looked great. They had the lights going. Oh, it yeah. looked like a huge, huge deal. This can be and it's all yours. 20% of Camp Nou uh, at Barcelona. Yeah, well, they got him. Messi is there. Yes, yes, Marv. I definitely thought it was at uh, whatever... Joe Robbie Stadium is called now. I definitely thought it was at the Dolphin Stadium. Like, look, they don't even have a regular stadium. They're at the football stadium now. Get up. Messi's <laughs> here. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. They outgrew the other stadium. Yeah. Now they're yes. playing where the Dolphins are playing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they have plans, actually, for a new stadium mm-hmm. uh, there for Inter-Miami. Yeah. And do you think Messi will still be playing when they get that new stadium? Mm, I don't know. He might be owning his own team by then. Yeah, I don't think he'll be there. Yeah, they might give him a Beckham deal. Oh, definitely, yeah. for sure. Here, here you go. You get your own team there. Now, do the other teams in the MLS have to pitch in for Messi? Well, yes, because the MLS is one like single body. So, uh, like, say the teams don't pay players. Teams pay MLS, and then MLS pays. The players, right? So they all basically throw into one big pool, okay. all of the owners. And then that's where <laughs> Messi would theoretically. So, right. So, like, the New England Revolution theoretically are chipping in to pay Lionel Messi. <laughs> I mean, they gave him a percentage of the Apple deal, their streaming deal. They gave him a percentage. They gave him, like, oh everything you could possibly get to come here. Yeah. And this has been in the works for four years. A couple of phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. James in Cincinnati leads us off this second hour. Hi, James. What up, DP? Hey, bud. Six six foot, a slender 190. So I got a worst and two bests for you. My worst of the weekend is uh, Cincinnati Reds, our Reds, uh, getting swept by the Brewers, getting kicked out of first place and scoring three runs in the last four games. Not good. 
Well, my two best are, uh, first off, getting back from a work trip and my almost three-year-old son telling me he has a girlfriend now. So that's good. <laughs> Shout out, PJ. <laughs> and then my second best is my uh, good friend, uh, Shout out Jackson and Jill. He got engaged this week. Uh, Uncle Cooch might need some uh, marriage advice from the boys. Appreciate right. you. Thank you, call. James. Yeah, we're always willing to give advice. Not necessarily good advice, but advice. Uh, Nick in California. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Good morning. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my worst, uh, Saturday, took my boys and my dad to the Angels game. Uh, we had planned to go to a car show Sunday morning, so seventh inning, the score is 9-3. to three. I'm like, let's go, let's get out of here. I'm on the road, and my buddy who's still at the game texts me and says, hey, game just tied 9-9. By the time I got home, Angels had won 13-12, so great comeback. I know they lost yesterday. Uh, but my uh, my ultimate best is I'm at the game, and I'm sitting in the stands, and everyone's coming up to me, hey, is this section – 259, is this row? I'm like, look at your ticket. <laughs> Section, row, seat. Nachos. See what I did there, Todd? I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Dan. People have a problem finding their seats. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Section, row, seat. Right there on the ticket. What's the problem? Of course it is. Of course it is. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Before we get to Christopher Mad Dog Russo, watching the Yankees yesterday, and I tuned in in the ninth inning, and this is what I heard. Treo, 120 at-bats, does not have a home run this year. I told that. <laughs> a game-winning walk-off home run from Alan Treo. <laughs> Rockies win this one eight to seven. So that's John Flaherty on the call on Yes Network. And I'm thinking, as soon as he said it, and I go, I didn't even have time to go, oh no, you don't want to say that. It was just like he said it, and I go, boom, gone. What's a bigger disappointment in New York? The Yankees who are now in last place or the Mets under five hundred? Chris Mad Dog Russo joining us. He brings you high heat on MLB Network. Let me start there, Chris. Bigger disappointment in New York, the Yankees or the Mets? Yeah, very good to be on, Dan. You know, we love you. I would definitely say the Mets because the Yankees have the excuse with Judge at 16 and 19 without him. So as a result, I think a lot and Rondon didn't pitch. And uh, I think that uh, at the end of the day, I still think people think the Yankees will be okay. Uh, I think the Mets are a colossal flop. I mean, let's be honest. They haven't gotten great starting pitching. Uh, especially out of the big two, although Scherzer was good yesterday, but a little late. Uh, they're inconsistent offensively. They're seven or eight games out of uh, below 500. And remember about the Mets, most Mets fans are Jets fans. So the Mets season is over. I mean, the Jets start camp this week with Aaron Rodgers, and they play the Browns in a Hall of Fame game. Nobody is going to care about the Mets at all the next two and a half months. I mean, all right, they pay attention at the deadline if they make some trades. I heard you talking about that a few minutes ago. But the Mets season, they're not winning. Obviously, they're 30 games behind Atlanta, and they're not going to make the playoffs as a wild card. The Yankees could still easily make the playoffs as a wild card. So I think the Mets, as of right now, off last year, Verlander, the owners got more money than God. They got a $360 million payroll. They're much more disappointed. 
Is this owner getting a hall pass, Steve Cohen, with yes. the Mets? Yes. yes he, does he deserve a hall pass? I, right now he does. Yeah. He's at well, least think, spending. Yeah. If I'm a Mets fan, he's trying, right. which, which is what you want. 100%. Plus, DeGrom, he left, but DeGrom then hurts his arm. So people can't kill him about letting DeGrom walk because he's got his second Tommy John. He brought Verlander in. Most Mets fans didn't have a problem with that. He lost Diaz. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, versatile role players, the Canas, the Martes, the third baseman, haven't hit nearly as well. Alonzo's hitting 200. He gets a pass. I think the GM gets a little grief, and Epler. I think Buck will get a little grief, but I do think the fact that the owner is a breath of fresh air, hasn't gone off the deep end with moves and moaning and groaning about the manager and everything else, and a $355 million payroll, he just bought the team, the owner gets a complete pass. On the other side of the coin, I think the Yankee fan, Cashman's been there for 25 years. Whether he's done a great job, so-so job, he's been there 25 years with success. But that's a long time to be a general manager of a team in New York. 25 years? And they haven't been in a World Series in 14 years. And people are, a little, are down on Boone. I mean, Boone's been there since 2018, and they have not been to a World Series. They fired the previous manager, who has been there about the same amount of time and won a World Series. So that's some of the issues with Boone. I think people are a little down on those two. But as far as Cohen is concerned, Dan, you know the New York fan. I think most Met fans, after Wilpon, likes Cohen as his owner. What would be bigger to the city, the Jets winning the Super Bowl or the Knicks winning the NBA Finals? Jets. The Jets. I mean, uh, football is bigger than basketball. Um, uh, I understand that a lot of New York fans like the football Giants, and there's no Nets fans. So there's more of a New York Knit fandom. They they dominate the market much more than, say, the Jets do because of the Giants. But I think the Jets, they've been basically useless since 1969. Rodgers is a huge player. Football is a far bigger sport. Um, I don't think – and plus the expectation level. I think there's an expectation level with the Jet fan, with Rodgers. Most people realize the Knicks have gotten better. But they're a second-round playoff team. And so the they don't expect them to win. A, and they're not going to win an NBA championship. I think the expectation level for the Jets is much higher, which then increases the juice if they win. So I think the Jets are a much bigger story. I, mean, I think the Jets are the biggest story in New York right now as far as winning. I think if the Jets win, it will be bigger than any other team winning. Giants, Mets, Rangers. I think if the Met Jets win it all, that's a huge story in the fall in New York. Chris Mad Dog Russo, host of Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM High Heat on MLB Network. You a Aaron Rodgers guy? Uh, yeah, I, I love Rodgers' game. I think that, um, you know, he hasn't been great in the postseason. He's coming off a so-so year. Was not great against the Lions the year before San Francisco. Uh, he's good to the media. Uh, he gives you, he, he comes on. He's not afraid to talk. I think he thinks he's smarter than everybody in the room. So I think that bothers some people sometimes. He thinks he's smarter than you. Uh, but, uh, you know, he seems to have embraced being a Jet. He seems to understand a bit of the Jet history. You know, he's been all over the place. Ranger games, Nick <laughs> games, Taylor Swift. He's trying to get him, he's trying to get himself immersed in the New York culture. Uh, but I think that uh, he's Chris, got, Chris, he uh, was stuck in Green Bay for 15 years. He needed 100%. to get out and do some so <laughs> <laughs> things socially. <laughs> uh, Swift is not going to Lambo. Right. Uh, so from that standpoint, I think that uh, he's done everything good for, since he's been here. 
He showed up at OTAs, which is helpful. And the Jet band is so psyched to be relevant, so psyched to be in a postseason scenario, and they should be. And with Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and with obviously, uh, you know, signing the defensive lineman this week, Bryce, the running back comes back. I mean, they bring in Lazard. They, they should be. He's here. They brought in Hackett to help them. They should have a good year. Now, the Jets always have a black cloud, so let's not go crazy. But the Jets should be, what, 11-6, and 12-5, right in the mix for a division with Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, should be a playoff team. A lot of teams make the postseason. And then it's a crapshoot. Burrow, Mahomes, who knows? But they should be a factor in 2020. I'd be shocked if they're not. They should have a good team. Back to baseball, John Morosi from uh, MLB Network says the Angels are now in a listening mode with Shohei Otani trade inquiries. I don't know what that means. You're in a listening. Means nothing. Okay. Right. I mean, what does that mean? Uh, sure. If the guy calls up and says, "I'll give you my whole roster for him," uh, you you know you'd have to listen. I don't think the owners trade him. I really don't. The Angels are done. We know that they're finished. Uh, but I I don't think that owner who's been there forever, if he leaves as a free agent and you put a $4 million roof on the table and he leaves, you won't get destroyed. If you don't, um, if you trade him, you're going to get killed like Frazee uh, did with the Red Sox back with Ruth. Uh, what are you going to get for him anyway? You know, you get a couple of prospects. Everybody who brings him in knows he's just a rental. Even if he goes to the Dodgers and you don't want to trade him to L.A., why would you want to trade him to the Dodgers? I mean, you know, they're 30 miles away. The Giants, I don't think, are going to spend, are going to trade for him. Nor do I think Texas will. So, you not trading. The Yankees got enough issues. The Mets aren't in the mix right now. So, I don't think the, uh, you're going to get enough back anyway to make it worth your while. I mean, I, I know you get a couple of prospects back, but again, with home, him only being maybe available for a couple of months with that franchise. And I know the Dodgers. I know Texas. I know the Giants. I would be really surprised if Otani is not an angel after July 31st. Now, I don't think he's going to sign there, yeah. but I would be surprised if they trade him. I really would. I don't think it's a story. Better for baseball if he stays or if he's traded? Uh, traded because you want him in the playoffs, you know? And he's not going to stay there long term, so he's not going to be there next year. So you want him in the postseason. And baseball has some issues with its postseason, Then It's always up against football, which is tricky. You got games on FS1. You know, you can never find them. You know, we've got, we go through this all the time. Plus, you got Tampa, the, the Twins, you know, Milwaukee. You know, you, you don't have the Mets. You don't have the Cubs. You know, you may not have the Yankees. So, I mean, Red Sox, probably not. So, you don't have a lot of those big teams. And you may not have Otani. So if Otani gets traded to a big team and they make the playoffs, he's eyeballs to the set, and they need that. So I think baseball, if they traded him to a team that's going to be in the postseason, I think that's good for the game. You need to see you need to see Otani in October. Yeah, no. That's why he has to look around and go, what is Mike Trout's career other than he's been in a, a playoff game and he's he's gone to the Hall of Fame, he's been an MVP, but. That was nine years ago that he was in a playoff. For ten years ago, he was in a playoff. And Otani has to look around going, I'm going to get paid a lot of money, but nobody's going to see me. Exactly right. And I don't want to hear about people wondering and going about Trout because Trout signed two long-term contracts with the Angels. 
He signed one three years ago and bet signed with the Dodgers. He easily could have played out the string and gone to a team that's got pitching that will win every year. Phillies. And he didn't. He took the four hundred and twenty million and stayed with the Angels. So this idea that we gotta have a pity party for Trout, oh, we never see him in October, what a disgrace. Oh, hold on now. He could have been in October, he could have left the Angels, who haven't been as you said, have not been a huge factor for a long period of time. And he decided to stay. So I can't feel sorry for Trout's lot in life because he could have left. Otani, I think Otani is you know, at the end of the day, I think there's three teams. I think Seattle's sneaky. I think they could get him uh, in next year. I think the Giants are a possibility, and I think the Dodgers. I think those are the three teams full time at the end of the day. I don't think it's going to the East Coast. Before I let you go, 60 seconds to talk Wimbledon, if you would like. Oh, it's, uh, you know, one of the glorious finals you're ever going to see. Both players played great. Uh, had Evan flow to the match. Uh, Alcarez is going to win 10 to 20 majors easy in his career. Um, you know, uh, Djokovic missed a swinging volley there in that fifth set tie break in that fifth set when he had a break point at one, one, but it was a win for tennis. Dan. you know, five hours back and forth. Djokovic is better when he's got an opponent because then it's a great uh, contrast of styles. And I think with the bad weather in the Northeast yesterday, I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't have some people watching and it was good for the sport. And Alcaraz is something, I mean, let's face it. I mean, he does it all. I mean, as Djokovic said in his post-match, he said he's a combination of Federer and, and, and Nadal. That's how good Alcarez is. He's won two majors by the time he's 20. He's going to play 16 years. Djokovic is going to retire sooner or later. Who the hell is going to beat him? He's going to win 20 majors, this guy. He's that good. So it was good for the sport. Loved it. Fun to watch. Uh, Chris uh, heads up Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM and uh, Mad Dog Unleashed. That's uh, three to seven every day. I believe it's still three to. Are you one from to six. three, to, three six. to six? Oh, you're mailing it in. You're only doing three hours. Only doing three. Thank God. Uh, and and you're going to the Jersey Shore, uh, bar A, bar anticipation in New Jersey. What the hell are you doing in Jersey? Well, you know, it's funny. I did that show at bar A way back in the WFAN days, long before nine eleven. I would go. You know, Friday in the summertime. It's a big bar. It's about a block, about three or four blocks from the ocean in Belmar. Uh, it's loose right near Spring Lake. And I had a good time. Band, Southside Johnny, and everything else. And then I left FAN, and I have not been. And I, I mailed in my resignation from the bar A on a Thursday night because I didn't have a fax machine. So I went to bar A as I was at the church ashore to mail in my resignation when I could, when I went to Sirius, uh, you know, 14 years ago. So I have not been back. And Sirius and Barre made a deal. I'm going to go August 4th, 3 to 7, on a Friday afternoon in three weeks. So we'll Okay, wait a minute. Did you, did you announce your resignation the way Pat Riley did when he – didn't he fax in his he resume sure to did. the Knicks? Yes, they did. Pat has never spoken <laughs> to me since. Yes, I did. Hey, they, uh, uh, FAN wanted to get that done immediately. And in that letter, I was not allowed to go work at ESPN Radio. So in the resignation letter, to get it in, I had to indicate, and I was going to go to Sirius anyway, I wasn't going to, that I was not allowed to be on the air mm -hmm. at ESPN. So they wanted that ASAP. So that is why I ran to Barre, as I was at the Jersey Shore for a summer, and I got that resignation. In. So now I go back, first time in 14 years. Have you had, have you had Springsteen on your show? 
Uh, I have had him on once, Super Bowl, when he did halftime, Arizona-Pittsburgh. Okay. You never in Tampa? Yeah. Had him on for about 15 minutes. That's it. Nobody else. And he's not a big sports guy. No. Likes baseball, though. Big baseball fan. Okay, but do you have a problem with he could throw that speedball by you, make you look like a fool? I mean, speedball? Glory days. Yeah, glory days. You know, the speedball should be called the fastball. Yeah. Stan, you don't like the vernacular. Uh, yeah, I, I listen. Is he going to break down like you and I? Can? <laughs> like the twenty-seven Yankees. But but somebody's got to say. I mean, nobody. A speedball is what killed John Belushi. Like I don't need that. That's not a baseball reference. I, it's not a baseball reference. Uh, I guess I'll give him a pass because it's part of the song. Fogarty, center field. Yes. I, uh, those uh, those uh, those lyrics better more baseball oriented i don't even know no right. no fogarty he loves baseball he watches oh, he ba- oh loves baseball loves baseball watches oh, it does. every night yes he does oh he watches every night Doesn't yes he, he yeah. loves baseball by the way there's one song that i can't stand that springsteen sings what's that because i don't get people excited over hungry heart when he's got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack, and then all of a sudden he leaves them, and people are, you know, they're having a damn good time that he just left his his wife and his kids, Chris. It's a good point, and that's a bet. He does that song in Baltimore all the time. Uh, that was, if I'm not mistaken, Hungry to Heart, it might be one of his most best-selling singles oh. when oh. that came out, you know, whenever it was, 1980, 81. Uh, did you see him on this tour? I did not. Um, I, are you going to see him? I would like to – I just don't like the hassle of getting to a show. Pain in the neck. Yeah. Well, you got Mohegan Sun. You got Albany. He hasn't played those two spots yet. I want to go see Taylor Swift before I want to see Spring – I've seen And you Bruce. haven't seen her yet either. Is yeah. she going to Boston? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked the schedule, but I've seen Bruce a few times and always so enjoyed you've it. you've been part of that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw him twice. I saw him in Boston and I saw him at, in New York. On the 14th, and I'll go again. Uh, you know, did you hear him with Howard? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I heard that interview. And you liked it, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah he did a good job. Yeah. He did a good job. Um, yeah, I will, uh, you know, I'll see him for a third time. I have, I, my daughter went to Taylor Swift at, the, at, at MetLife. Yeah. Loved it. She went there at MetLife, and you heard about the issue this week at Denver because she was there when the Yankees were there the same weekend. You knew that, right? I'm sure you saw that. <laughs> Who's having a better year, though, Taylor or the Yankees? Obviously, Taylor. And the Yankees, they can't lose enough for me. Only five, six, ten, <laughs> over 500. Keep on losing. <laughs> uh, Taylor was in Boston a couple of months ago, I'm being told. Oh, so you missed her. Yeah, I missed her. I know Springsteen's playing Foxborough. You know that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you go? You like that? Why don't you go? I, it's a hassle. You you know that one road in, one oh, road that's out at Fox. Like, why don't you go to Mohegan Sun? Yeah, maybe. Why not? It's, but he's going to play have... Hungry Heart, and everybody's going to be cheering no, that he's he leaving most... his wife and kids. He only played Hungry Heart on this tour in Baltimore. It's been the same twenty-seven songs. Okay. You will not hear that if that bothers you so much. It does. And by the way, growing up, and she's the one are my two favorite Springsteen songs. You'll get She's the One. He has not played Grown Up yet. Well, I saw you know, him on Broadway. Playing. When he did Broadway. Oh, he did something on Broadway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, he does not play Rosalita in Europe, and he plays Rosalita in the United States. Did you know that? I That's did not. I did not know that. 
Uh, so that seems that he, he has not played it in Europe at all. Are you listed as a Springsteen insider? Uh, I used to be, more so. Okay. You know, whenever I saw him for the first time in 1978, um, and I saw him twice that summer, and I took a blind date Ooh. at Madison Square Garden. I got lottery. I got tickets through the lottery. So I saw him at the Garden in August of 78. We played five nights. I saw him on a Saturday night. I took the Long Island Railroad in, and I had a blind date. Didn't amount to anything, but I went in, and you know where he was on the Monday night after he played four nights at the New Haven Coliseum? <laughs> well, he was an animal back then. Oh, he did. I'll give you another one that's funny. I saw him one night in Lakeland, Florida, in February of 83. No, I'm sorry, 81. You know where he was the night before in Lakeland? So he plays Lakeland like on a Tuesday night. On Monday night, he was in Starkville, Mississippi, not Mississippi City. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, uh, you're great. Oh, no days off for Brucey and those days. No, 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 just like you. Uh, yeah. hey, great to talk to you, Chris. Love you, Danny. Thank you, buddy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.